This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. everybody once again we did not win that lottery this weekend so we're back at work someone bought a ticket at a kroger's grocery store in michigan and won a billion dollars can you imagine oh so here we are it would be too much money for us to handle it really would be so (laughs) we came to work today and recorded some sea shanties and did some exercise or something i'm not sure what that was about about that lady exercise finally came back to the building he's a character of lorraine's yeah i have to to click on that that's on your twitter right it's on Lori and julia at you can follow us on twitter or on our instagram page and Lori does an excellent job just being Lady exercise. She's very good at it. Thank you, Julia. It made me laugh, Lori, so thank you. We haven't done any in so long. Oh, I'm... Well, since Donnie left. Since Donnie left, we lost our happy place. Right. We lost our extra chunk of time right. in the office not doing his job. So, anywho, but it's it's very cute. It's funny. And Rocco, good job. You you uh, reworked Lori's lyrics a little bit. We have yes. a sea shanty to, uh, to the man wall, and I watched that... <laughs> Movie Fisherman's Friends. I swear, Rocco, you told us to watch that movie. No, somebody did, but it wasn't Someone me. Someone else told us to watch okay. it. Okay, so it's a true story, and it's on Netflix. It's a movie, and it's about this group of guys who kind of accidentally became stars. Cornwall, it'll make you want to go to Cornwall, England, which is five hours from London. Is that South where it is? On the coast. South, okay. But um, anyway... That that drunken sailor song really gets in your head, both Casey oh and after gosh. we watched the movie, we're like, we just were like singing it and stuff. So, so anyway, I, I like it. Rocco, I don't know when we're going to play it. Yeah, I broke it down into little chunks because I feel like maybe the whole thing, uh, you know, in one by, in one sitting is it's a little too, too long. Much. It is too long. Rocco, this is 1752 <laughs> rock and roll. It is what it is. I and broke it, it well, whenever you're ready. I got it broken right. into chunks. You want to hear the first one? Let's hear a little bit. Okay, here it goes. What should we do with the low J man? Well, what well, should we do the harmonization. with the low J man? Well, what we should we do that. with the low J man? Well, now that we're remodeling, boo hoo down, it's coming, boo hoo down, it's coming, boo hoo down, it's coming. Now that we're remodeling, hanging in the halls of an art museum, yes. hanging in the halls of an art museum, yes. hanging in the halls of an art good. museum. Now that we're remodeling. All right, that's part oh, one. I think it's Rocco. good, Rocco. I think it's good. I, I, in the sea shanty thing, TikTok is like, which none of us subscribe to. So we need Brittany to come <laughs> and do our TikTok video, right? Um, because Brittany, if you're listening, you just drop by on your way home, right? Um, 
it's just all the rage. So yeah. it's all these sea shanties. Or just People are just trying to find well, goofy knew, things to entertain themselves. I knew Rocco was probably going to rework the lyrics. Yeah. Our listener, Lori, Yeah, sent she us did a in. great job. And um, so when Casey's like, yeah, I found a movie for us, a fisherman for, uh, Fisherman's Friends. And I'm like, someone just told us about that. It's about the sea shanty guys. Yes. So I kind of was like, oh, okay, that'll be Monday. But it felt like... You know, Friday night always feels like Monday is so far away, and yet it went by very at a rapid clip. Once again... Depends on what you do in the weekend. Yeah. Because yesterday at 3, I thought, can it just be 9 p.m.? Oh, I don't know why. I know. I thought the weekend went by fast. I played a lot of tennis. Were you you upset about the Packers' loss, or what was... Well, you know, I was just upset about my life. (laughs) (laughs) Were you upset about the Packers' loss? I, you know, I watched with I some Packer them. buddies and I was like, yeah, I'm going to join on their team for today. I wanted them yeah. to win for the Midwest. Right. I have to be honest, because yeah. Tom yeah. Brady always wins. But when it when it was over, I, my friends were hurting and I wasn't as hurting as much as them. Right. Because I was only Yeah, my Uncle Tom was bereft. Well, my Aunt Claudia said that she hadn't, she hadn't heard that string of curse words in those there were a couple of choice you know, moments where yeah. you thought they should have gone for it, uh, a touchdown versus a field goal. And one time I thought Aaron Rodgers was running the ball, and I did watch the dumb game. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Um, he was running, and he, yeah, ca- he should have kept he running. He should have kept running. There was, it was wide open. I'm like, why are you stomping? But, you know, whatever. Well, now it's the... Uh, the Tampa uh, Bay Buccaneers. The goat uh, versus the young buck. Uh, the Today Show was nice and shady this morning. They showed a picture of Tom Brady... At his first Super Bowl, which he pretty much looks the same. He really does. And then they showed Patrick Mahomes at six the years same old. Age. Yeah, six years old. Six years old when Tom was in his <laughs> and first. And they did this side by side, and I just thought, oh, I like your shady tea today yeah. show. You know, when he was a kid, he lived around here because his dad, Pat Mahomes, pitched for the Twins. Is that right? Oh, yeah, so there's pictures of him running that's around. That's why he was in the baseball field. Yeah. I was wondering what that was all about. Okay, but. Yeah, the other things about the Super Bowl, so it's in two weekends. Yeah. And it's the very first time that the home team is playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. We were hoping the Vikings, because we were in the um, championship championship game game and we Mm -hmm. lost to the Eagles. Mm -hmm. We were hoping it was going to happen. But So that's kind of exciting. And Tom Brady, he's amazing. I mean, that's his. am I reading that right? His 10th 10th Super Super Bowl Bowl. at the age of 43? Wow. And no one has ever done this, but Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, won the Super Bowl last year and no one has won two Super Bowls back-to-back, oh, so a quarterback. So there's a lot around the game. I think it'll be a good game. I also loved uh, hearing about uh, um, the companies like Budweiser and Coca-Cola and um, co- a couple other companies that are not going to advertise, buy a Super Bowl spot. They're going to... Um, Donate the money? They're donating the money. They're going to make it PSA for vaccination awareness. Nice. And then they're donating the money. So they're skipping. Uh, so it's Coke, Pepsi. Um, so other companies, you know... So would, it's Coke, Pepsi. Coke, Pepsi, all Doritos. Budweiser. Uh, they're going to have theirs. But yeah, they basically, yeah, they've lost a couple of big advertisers. Of course, Coca-Cola's lost all kinds of income. 
from not having move, stadiums open and movie, movie theaters, theaters and, and all of everywhere that. Everywhere you might pop beer. out of machines. Yeah. Right. So I think that's, you know, do the coronavirus vaccination awareness. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. And, uh, and starting tomorrow, there is a change in how you register to get pre-registered for vaccinations through in the state in Minnesota through the state. So you might want to just check your Star Tribune or go find out because there's a new process that's starting tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know why they have to start all over every week. the first week. one just kind of blobbed. Yeah. You so know, they're just trying to figure it out. It's here's another idea, under- though, for you. If you have a doctor at a clinic, yes. you can email them and just let them know that, you know, if you fit the, if you're 65 and criteria. older or whatever, fit the criteria. Because um, I know a couple people who've gotten their appointments that way said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm however old I'm willing to take the vaccine and they didn't go through the state. Right. Right. So, like my mom. Yeah. Casey mom. just called mm-hmm. her and he said it was so slick that clinic, the way they had it set up and yep. everything. So hopefully, you know, they're going to so get was that. That was big news out. for us, Rocco. My mom got her first shot on Saturday. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's a big deal. Vaccination. I think vaccination on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I think people who have, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I've got a friend who's got two. She's had, both of hers and she's in healthcare and she just said she feels this new freedom on life it's the most bizarre feeling that you'd be so excited that you aren't but you are you're not going to infect anybody yeah and no one's going to affect you you know so she just says it's a new freedom yeah i mean it's like if you go to africa and you go on some kind of a trip you have to get a couple of vaccinations because no one wants to get typhoid or dengue fever or whatever it was or you get malaria pills i mean that's it's just like the same thing, and then you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it, you know? Yep. It's like when people get, you know, your doctor bugs you about your tetanus. Oh, I hated getting that one. Right, but you I'm have to get it shingles. every 10 years. I'm on the shingles shot watch. Are you? I, well, I need to get it, but I've been putting you it off. go to Walgreens. They do it right at Walgreens, Jules. I just can't. I know. I got sick from both of my shingles shots. I'm well aware because I work with you. Yeah, I know. And I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> And in between the Zygnus, there's a big vacation, too. Probably. <laughs> I felt like you were gone for a month. I know. It. <laughs> All right. Listen, we come oh, back. vacations. Oh. Well. They're going to come. They're coming. When we come back, it's our story. We can't get enough of it. And that's a good song for one more this day. time. Hold on. For one more day, Wilson Phillips. A little flashback. Very, I mean, first we lose Hank Aaron. Then Saturday. Larry King, I get know. the news that he died. Yeah, he, we had known that he had been um, Ill. ill because he'd been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He was 87 years old. And um, here's, uh, I think this is from the Today Show that we're going to use there. Joe Fryer reporting okay. just on his, his life. Tributes are pouring in from those who sat in the chair opposite Larry King and those who admired him from afar. He once said here on Today, people with a passion for life and a sense of humor made the best guess. Qualities the interviewer himself had in spades. Here are some of our favorite moments with Larry King. Ever since he was a child, Larry King knew what he wanted to do. Since I was five years old, I would dream of being on the radio. At age 21, that dream came true with humble beginnings at a small Florida radio station. Did a radio show from Pumpernick's restaurant. Bobby Darren walked in one day. Jimmy Hoffa walked in. His big break in TV came in 1985 when he was hired by CNN. Welcome to Larry King Live. 
With innate curiosity, King was a natural interviewer, as he explained here on Today. I love asking questions. Yeah. To me, I've been doing it all my life. When I was nine years old, I asked the bus driver, why, why do you want to drive a bus? <laughs> and of course, you know, he his uh, na- his nationally syndicated radio show and then from 85 to 2010 he was nightly fixture on CNN. I would watch him all the time. We watched him all the time. All the time. We were very upset in 2010 when he was basically forced out by CNN and replaced by Piers Morgan. Morgan. Mhm. We were so mad because it was like Larry King wasn't ready to be. No, done he wasn't. It wasn't his choice, and that's what he for twenty five years. Really, never took off here, ever. One year, and he was out. Yeah, and Larry King went on gone. to have some other deals. You know, at some other networks yep. and some. I forget web what, things. Yes, yeah, it was web, web things. But he also had another thing on another like. Uh, I can't think of what the station is, but he's. They estimate, and Holly posted. Um, some of his, you know, best celebrity story sure. interviews, but he did so many. But he conducted an estimated um, 50,000 on-air interviews. In 1995, he presided over a Middle East peace summit with um, PLO chairman Yasser Arafat, King Hussein of Jordan, and Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak, Yitzhak Rabin. He had everyone from the Dalai Lama to yeah. Elizabeth Taylor to... Putin to Lady Gaga to Prince, and he never overprepared. In fact, when he had an, somebody on who wrote a book, he made a point of not reading. The I book. remember that. I mean, I mean, and that's kind of been interesting, Rocco, because we'll hear this from authors because we pretty much have a book a week since I feel like the beginning of time here, and that's a lot of years. And we always hear a thank you that you read the book. From our authors, you yeah. know, I had it, and now that I'm more in the back end of it, yeah, in the producing end of it, they're so delighted that we read the book. And you know, for years, I would only partially read books, and right. you would read them all. So, yeah. but I think his whole thing is, if I know too much, then when I ask, it'll taint how I ask questions and why everyone said they loved being interviewed by Larry King was because he listened, and we just ask short, simple questions. Why was is the question mm-hmm. he asked the most? Why? Why? And he was very non-confrontational, yeah. and um, he was. And he questioned the famous and the everyman. And I thought um, this was kind of interesting. Page he six. didn't feel like he was better than anybody, no. or trying to get your goat or anything, or trying to get you. Yeah, he. Um, you know, he never really stopped working. Um, yeah, he was on Aura TV. That's what he moved okay. to Aura TV in 2012 to, to host Whoever Larry King. Now okay. I see it on my, I I have it, and um, and it, it basically all the big names showed up for that too, and uh, he really, I mean, he got married for the first time at 18. He did. He did. He- hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He, they married more the, than Elizabeth Taylor, I think. No, he got married seven times. I thought it was eight. Well, he married okay. the same woman twice. Okay. So that one counts. Doesn't twice? count as eight. You don't think so? I don't think so. Not when it's the same woman. Okay. You know, uh, but he was still married to the, his last wife, even though they'd been separated for a year. That was his longest marriage. Um, and uh, she's 61. Sean and sh- they were still married. And they have two sons, uh, 21 and 20. And they released a family statement in the middle of CNN's tribute to them, which I kind of liked because I really didn't think CNN treated him well. But yeah, he was. They mar- call it eight times, Laurie, because King was married eight times to seven different women. Women, okay. And he had five kids with three of his wives. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, can you believe it? No, and then the last year of his life, though, didn't he lose two or three he of his lost own? Two, his two older kids. I mean, sad. Yeah, so that happened to him. And then uh, Pierce Morgan, listen to his tweet. Did you ever watch any Larry King rock? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Depending on you know who he yeah. had on, we would check right. all the time. But here's what Larry Pierce Morgan. Um, Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. And he said, my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over Cliff in your new Bentley. Oh, well, there he's calling it out. He's calling himself out. No, Larry King said oh. that about him. Oh, your show is like listening to my mother-in-law going over a cliff. Watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new Bentley. So he, Pierce shared that, but then he made this mention. He married eight times, so mother-in-law expert. Right. Why would you do Pierce, Pierce is so just go back to your hole. He's a Daily Mail dude. I mean, that guy has, he's very. I mean, a man just died. died. It's a tribute time, not time to dig up little, little nuggets, like poke the bear. And if he had just he's left. Dead. If he just left and, you know. Because that would have been it. funny. Yeah, if he said my show funny. was like watching your mother-in-law go over a, a cliff in your new Bentley. He was a brilliant broadcaster and a masterful TV interviewer. He would be missed. I mean, he could have done fine, it like that. But, but he, he had to get in the dig. Get in the dig, and um, that's such insecurity. I well, know. he only lasted a year replacing him. I think the that's thing, it. the thing with Larry King when he was on CNN for so many years, from '85 to what 2010, um, yeah. he it was like he was warm milk. You didn't ever. I remember when he had on um, Beretta, um, oh, Robert Robert yeah. Blake. Oh gosh. I mean, he had some moments, you he know. He had a lot. But if you look at what Holly posted, it's kind of unbelievable. And he loved talking to musicians. But yes, I remember we watched that Robert Blake right. interview. Right? Like, did you? Is your wife in the pool, or did you murder your wife? But he asked it so nonsensical, like 
so. Leaning forward. Right. And in his suspenders, never on a suit coat, very unassuming, Megan, right across the desk. Megan McCain and Joy Behar on The View today were singing his praises. Joy Behar said she was he was the reason she got her HLN show, which she had for oh, a couple remember, of years. Oh, remember, she did have that. We liked that show. Yeah, and then Megan McCain said he had, he had the, the most... Uh, enjoyable green room and she did work for him in LA and she was on his show at least once but he was very encouraging for her to get into broadcasting yes and to be commentating they just went on and on about like just what a really great guy he was well when we come back we have um he loved to talk to musicians and he did get a couple of interesting scoops that we kind of forgot about. Oh, good. So okay. We'll do that when we come back. We're talking about Larry King. Kelly Clarkson covering Cindy Lauper last Friday. Girls just want to have fun. Good version. That's good. I like her. She's so good. She's so good. Okay, so Larry King over his... Uh, you know, here's a little gossip, though, that we kind of forgot about when he left CNN. So in June of 2010, okay. CNN had done a gala week of celebrating 25 years of Larry King's interviews. And okay. at the end of the week, King they fired him. abruptly announced he was retiring, saying it's time to hang up my suspenders. And then we found out later he basically was forced out. Right. But after, but they gave him the so they had this huge celebratory week, twenty five years of CNN, and then they told his agent no. this partnership. But by the way, we're not renewing yeah. the contract. So okay, uh, all right. So anyway, and you can take a look at this story. We posted uh, some of, so you can watch clips of some of these interviews. But he did really like talking to um, um, musicians, and you know he got Frank Sinatra. He did the last uh, interview with Frank Sinatra ten years before Sinatra died. Right. was the last one and it wow. was 1988 and he has called this one of his favorites he you know he asked him you know frank why are you here and frank said well you called me and asked me <laughs> and then during the segment um, didn't we work on a better response frank? yeah uh frank uh called writers of kiss and tell books um because there had been a couple out about him pimps okay. and whores he called him what pimps and whores okay and he confided to Larry, he said, I swear on my mother's soul, the first four or five seconds before I get out on stage, I tremble every single time I have to take that step and walk out on stage. They say that's good for you if you're an entertainer to have that nerves. You don't want to feel comfortable. Yeah. And then Marlon Brando, they kept showing this everywhere. I couldn't stand looking at how ugly Marlon Brando and gross he was and the comb forward hair from the back of his neck that they would comb over the top of his head and it was greasy. He is so gross looking to me. Yeah, and he had the Birkenstocks. Oh, and they were like a pig. And they kept showing how they kissed on the lips. And, and his like pudgy gross. feet stuff. We're talking about yeah. Larry King and Marlon Brando. It was gross. Uh, yeah. His hair is so dirty. He looked like he never bathed. Right. I was so like, oh. Aren't there better clips? Put on Beretta. Exactly. <laughs> or put on Barbara Streisand. Because right. he she appeared on his show several times dating back to the early 1990s. In 1995, Barbara discussed her fear of public speaking. And public performing. And performing. She got that scoop from her from Tina Turner in 1997. 
She discussed with him her decision to relocate to Europe. To Switzerland, yep. And um, reflected on rebuilding her life after Ike Turner. and. She talked, he asked her how she felt about being a feminist hero. And it's really, that's a good interview. In 1999, Prince sat down. You should watch that interview. Um, Okay, what came out of that one? Because I saw the photos of that one. That one made me happy because Prince was turbulent. You know, he was wearing a good look then. Yeah, he, well, there, he, in 1999, he was promoting his new album, Rave Unto the Joy Fantastic. Rocco, you yeah, like that album? Right. Yeah, it's not my favorite. But yeah. yeah. During the interview, he, you know, Larry King asked him about changing his name to a symbol. Yes. So they talked about that, and he was still having the struggle with Warner Brother Records. Right. And, you know, he just basically told Larry King, it allowed me to divorce me from the past and all the hangups that go with it. So I needed that. Oh, and then he went back. the palette. Okay. And then Madonna... Um, Talked to him a year after uh, Ray of Light, so she had the dark black kind of bob. Yep. Pin link bob, and um, she talked about everything, fame, rising to stardom, motherhood, her interest in politics. In 2007, Larry King brought together Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr to promote the launch of Love at Cirque du Soleil. Oh, which, by the way... If you get back to Vegas, great show. Rocco, have you seen that one? Which one? The Love. Love. I never saw Love. Oh, oh it's it good. Is. It's all Beatles and it's amazing. It's, you know, I did see them. They did a free, you can see a, oh. a rehearsal for free when mm-hmm. you're at Caesars or whatever. Oh, no, it and was I at, saw that. It's at the, Mar- no, it was at um the one Mirage next to the Mirage. Treasure Island. Treasure Island. Yeah, that's it. It was Treasure Island. Yeah, so we went yeah. and saw that. That was fun. Oh, that's their, boy. It's great show. So he got a lot of kudos for, you know, getting those two, you know, together. And it was kind of a big deal. And also during the interview, which included Yoko Ono and Olivia Harrison, the widow of George and yes. John. Larry King called Ringo George. Oh, I love it. Why not? And then a Julia moment. And then Beyonce, uh, just one year into her marriage with Jay-Z, she appeared on Larry King Live to promote her 2009 film Obsessed with Idris Elba. John, I don't even remember I don't that. About. Nope. And she discussed everything from portraying Etta James in the movie Cadillac, Records to talking about the presidency of Barack Obama, and then also that she Dream girls that wasn't oh, it that yet, two thousand nine, okay. and then she wanted to have children, and then Lady Gaga was very interesting. That was um, she revealed to him that she was set to open for Michael Jackson at London's O2 yes. Arena. That was what that he was. Died. Right. That was the big surprise. Was that Lady member, Gaga I was going to open? We kept hearing about it, and there were going to be thirteen shows in a row, or whatever it was. But that interview, the photos that they're showing from Lady Gaga, her eyeglasses, her dark sunglasses <laughs> are askew, beyond. Yeah. I mean, it's like she looks like she's Lulu from Looney Looney Bands. I yeah. mean, it's just crazy looking. Um, but Lori, I forgot that she was, was going to be open. Boy, we talked and we spent a lot of time on speculating how he was going to even perform. Absolutely. Uh, there were a lot of shows. Yeah. On Michael. Um, Snoop Dogg, he and Larry King famously had amazing chemistry and he was on Larry King a couple of several times, but their most memorable on screen encounter came in 2010 when Snoop Dogg. 
let King hit the switches in his custom 1967 Pontiac Parisian. And um, Larry King was like, I can't even reach the gears. Oh, Larry King was a peanut of a man. I guess he was. And I was just looking at a photo of him with his 20, it's a 21 and 22 year old boy or something. Mm -hmm. And his wife, who's, you know, they were estranged, but his wife, she looks like she's seven, four feet tall and he mm-hmm. looks like he's four eight yeah I well mean, you're shrinking by but i mean really shrinking he was a very very i feel like he's my size yeah he might have been also With a very large head yes mac mac miller was on his show in 2015 was that before he, it was three uh, years yeah. obviously before yeah. he died were you gonna just say was that before he no, died no i know i knew it was but i was <laughs> just trying to think of how far yeah, in three advance. years before he okay. died, and he talked about his depression and um, some other things, but he also was completely giddy about the fact that, that he, he was him. on Larry King. Yeah. That Larry King called him and asked him to be on the interview. Also, there's a famous uh, interview with Jerry Seinfeld. Um, That's one of his favorites, I think he said. Yeah, Seinfeld asked him if Seinfeld had been canceled after nine years or Seinfeld had decided to end the show and and uh, Seinfeld was kind of barky, snappy about it. He, he since has come out and said, you know... I was barky, snappy? Well, no, because it's an interview with Jerry promoting the B-movie and he was bewildered when... Uh, you know, uh, Larry King suggested, oh, that Seinfeld had been canceled. And he, of course, opted to end the show. And he said, um, he said, as the rant at King made a, made the rounds in the hours following his death, Seinfeld took to social media and he said it was all in good fun. The canceled bit was me having fun with his little mistake. Nothing more, nothing yeah. less. And when you watch it, it is kind of the sarcastic Seinfeld Humor, um, Tammy Faye uh, Messner. Yeah, Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah. They did an interview in 2007. It was the, she died the next day. I know. I was just going to say, because she was a regular on his show, and we knew she was dying of cancer, and they were very good friends, and those were very compelling interviews. Yes. There were quite a few of those. They were very good friends. And she died the very next day, and I remember us, we watched it, we talked about it on our show, we Mm -hmm. couldn't believe it. When he had Vladimir Putin on in 2000 and 2010, he grilled him about WikiLeaks, and Putin was translated in real time for the American audiences, made a rare comment about his personal life, saying um, that his daughters had a right to privacy. Okay. And Elizabeth Taylor was very candid with Larry King in 1993. She said, I was an alcoholic. It was a disease come 530. I'd have a Jack Daniels, 345. I'd have wine with dinner. I never got drunk. If you asked around, nobody would have said Elizabeth Taylor is a drunk, but I was. So kind of fun to go down and watch some of these interviews with uh, Larry King. And the family statement, I I did love it. They released it. They knew him as a broadcaster, but of course he was just dad. And They said he was the best dad in the world. Well, he Mm -hmm. was an older dad, and he was the pickup at the the school. Mm -hmm. A lot of people uh, on social media were saying... He just waited in line in the car line with everybody mm-hmm. else. It was always him. I feel up like the that's boys. what David Letterman and his son Harry do. Yeah, probably. because he's an older dad. Yeah. So, anywho, I watched um, 
That just, it, it's interesting thinking about how he was a big part of our life. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I really, watched a couple I would, interviews. It to, was like comfort TV. Yeah. Because you always knew he was on. You always were kind of excited to see who he'd be talking to. And it was so such an intimate there was no great lighting, no great shakes. It and was we just were simple. so mad. I mean, Donnie could do a good impression. Hello, Dane, Ohio. Or <laughs> yeah. he said something. You know, mm-hmm. he would say that because we would talk about who he had, he had on. And I did watch a couple interviews of his. I went down the YouTube uh, rabbit hole. And um, he, yeah, he just kind of did have a way. And Pierce Morgan was just a disaster. He was a disaster. Because remember, page six. And then he had, I felt like he worked for Page Six TV, too, when he came over or something. Maybe. It was just a disaster. The Daily Mail TV. Yeah. It was just a disaster, yet that's one of the biggest like, You got rid of Larry tablets. King for this? Yeah. Disaster. Yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, uh, this talk show host might be on track to place this other talk show host, keeping it to the TV theme. All right. A little flashback, a little throwback rock set. I'd like to hear Kelly Clarkson sing Most that song. I love. All right, what's Maybe she on did, it? didn't she? I forget. Maybe she did. I think she did cover it, Rocco. I think you're right about I'll that. that up. Okay, yeah. So both uh, uh, Page Six is reporting uh, yes. that Kelly Clarkson may be on track to take Ellen DeGeneres' time slot. So because she did take Steve Harvey's. Right. Plot, and there are rumors that... It, Ellen's on in the afternoon, like, at 3 or 4. But, I mean, she it's a, it's a slot. Think think big picture. I know, okay? I'm just like, thinking of what time of the day. Oh, with it, the distributors. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So we're not for talking most, about, like, day part. We're talking about just with the distributor. That's correct. Because... I'm not surprised. Kelly, uh, she's the bone collector. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is, as we know, Be Kind Image was really shot over the summer after she got her, she got hit and her show got hit with accusations of harassment and sexual misconduct. Mm -hmm. After 17 years on the air, she had to start her most recent season a month late with an apology. Three producers lost their jobs over it. The downward spiral is continuing. The ratings are horrible, and there's reportedly one year left on Ellen's contract, and she's going to enter network negotiations next month. She's had a rating slip of almost 10%, and now that Kelly Clarkson show seems to have found its rhythm, it's become right. the most watched new daytime show in seven years, and it may be a viable replacement for Ellen's 3 p.m. time slot that she holds. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sources say NBC wooed Kelly for a few years before she agreed to the show. And the show won three day- daytime Emmys last year, including Kelly getting Best Entertainment Talk Show. And last month, Kelly, the Kelly Clarkson show hit their highest ratings and matched Ellen's numbers for the first time. And But they, of course, want to keep the telepictures prestigious time slot. Yes. And... Um, Anyway, so this is, so we'll see. I'm sure her amazing staff is, uh, you know, rooting for Kelly. Kelly really, mm-hmm. she's likable. She's just likable, and she feels like she is one of us. I know that sounds weird, what? but she 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 has more empathy. She, I don't know. There's a realness. There to is her. such a realness to her. And now that we've had this. Boy, it I used to just be a Hollywood Ellen. secret about right. Ellen. Poor Ellen, because she 
renewed her contract last year, before last year, before 2020, and she was done, you know, and they they wooed her and gave her more money to come back. She could have just she gone have away. to herself. Yeah. You know, because you could, you could tell she's burned out. She's not right. having fun. Um, and speaking of TV and being real, I caught Tamron Hall this morning. Who was on there? She's on Channel 45 yes. at 11 o'clock, people. It was such a good show. She had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and they were talking all about recording with Janet Jackson. That was amazing. That could have been a show in itself. Then she had Yahara, Yara Shahidi, because Gronish is coming back, and they have met before, and they had great chemistry. But her first guest was um, Julia Quinn, author author of the Bridgerton series of books. And I haven't really seen her interviewed that much, Julia. And she was... So just so darling, but she said she really had, you know, because her that first Bridgerton book, the one that this series is old, twenty years. Yeah, it's old. She Julia no, Quinn, you've seen her on every airport shelf, but for she years. had nothing to do with this getting made or made anything. or anything. I mean, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. she's getting paid, but right. she was really um, darling. And Tamron brought up the. I can't remember what episode it is in Bridgerton where Daphne and and the Duke, they're married. But I think she's not really wanting to have sex. And it's some uh, people were like yelling about it, about the consent of it every, and everything. And, you know, Julia Quinn just said, listen, in 1880, right. a wife was the property of a husband. He yeah. could actually banish you. Right. You had no rights. And that, she said, I'm glad... That, with the Me Too lens and the perspective, we go, okay, this wouldn't work anymore. She said, but you have to take into account when these what books, it's said. Sure. And then, of course, everyone is losing their minds that because people have rewatched Bridgerton. That in the carriage scenes, there's yellow striped lines that they forgot to digitize away, which well, didn't funny. come out until like nine. That's they didn't funny. paint yellow lines till like 1947. Okay, that's so funny that people are catching that. I would have. They've never watched that. it a million times. I've watched it twice. Okay, but I didn't catch that. I caught more of the witty dialogue and the costuming and just the sets and the scenery. That was, yeah. But I love that that someone found that out. Yeah, they found that out. And then um, the Bridgerton um, director, this the showrunner Chris Van Dusen, he was on with Hoda and Jenna on the third hour of the Today Show, and they talked about season two will chronicle the life of the eldest brother, who's hot. Anthony Bridgerton, mm-hmm. and um, he was my least favorite character, I guess. Well, say. I, I think they're going to make him be more, they're, they're going to find some richness in him, because there's a reason why he's so damaged, Lori. Yes. And so we're going to get to that. We're going to see uh, yeah. the Duke of Hastings. Because I like the second Daphne. son best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said they will be uh, part of Bridgerton going forward, and they're going to start filming in March in London. And hopefully season two will be out Christmas 2021. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. And oh, thank goodness. That was just such a Christmas present. Yeah, I know. And apparently there's a hilariously dark, dark world of Bridgerton TikTok. Oh, funny. Not just sea shanties, you no, guys. But, We've got Bridgerton uh-huh. TikTok. Okay, that's funny. Okay, I have to give a shout out. All right. so And Reggae Holly posted he was in a boy band in high school. And she posted the photos of him and he's his so he's so yummy and and um, yeah I need I need to give up okay so we've watched the English game which if you haven't watched yet that's was produced and um, 
directed and developed and everything by Julian Fellows, who did Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. And it's a six-part show about the beginnings of soccer. And it's but it's a drama and it felt Bridgerton like it felt well, it's, it's the same era. Yeah, it's just lovely. Mm-hmm. And Rocco, that is something that's so Yeah, I've been trying to get the boy to watch that. Yeah, one. it's so, so good. good. It's so good. Even it's just so good. My mom finally this weekend, she's like, Oh my God, I loved it. What do you have next? Yeah. So then I started watching because I kind of like the escapism going to these different areas. So, um, you know how we loved Emily in Paris because we were just dropped inside Paris. Same with Lupin. Same with Lupin in Paris. Paris. Another one is called Call My Agent. And it's a French, um, they're calling it the French version of Entourage. Mm. But it's based around uh, an agency, um, you know, where they're um, like CMA, like an uh, agency for um, actors. Okay. And performers, like the management management team, yeah, and they're they have um there's a set group of them, and it it's fun, but it's also serious and poignant, but you go to Paris, you go to all these different locations. I just love being dropped into all these other areas right now. It just feels really I yummy. I want to watch that show, I'm, but I started Flack. I, I got to finish Flack, that. So we're yeah. dropped into London. London. I loved that. Anna I, Paquin. That, thanks everybody for yes. people recommending that. That's about the mad, mad world of PR. And she's a nutty They're even more dastardly and cunning than we think. It blew me away. Yeah. And so that was good. And then another one that people really liked is The Bureau. And that's been around for a while too. It's a French one. It's a, like the French CIA. It's oh, called yeah? The Bureau. My friend Kristen watched that, and she said it's so good. Really? So these have some seasons behind them, so you don't have to just be right, done with be five. Done. Rocco, did you watch anything you can recommend this weekend? Uh, well, I talked to you a little bit. I started that Gamora, that Italian uh, mafia show on HBO, which you are already watched, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I did. Um, I dropped out, Casey. Because you said it was it. too violent. Yeah, everybody it's... on Twitter was like, oh my gosh, HBO finally got the rights to this Italian thing. They said that this show, like when it was on in Europe, got like Game of Thrones type yes, ratings. Yes, it did. And uh, so I started, I, I've watched about half of the first one. You're right. It's pretty violent. Pretty violent. It's yeah. about the but it's mafia in, in Naples. In, yeah, Napoli. Napoli. <laughs> That's what I dug into. Yeah, I watched some movies this weekend and I watched, um, I'm actually watching this video game documentary on uh, Netflix called High Score. And it's about the history of video games, and so my boy kind of likes to. Oh play. Yeah. yeah, fun! I watched with Casey. It was just one season. It just dropped on Netflix in October. I guess it was a 2019 show. Okay, what is in it? Russia? It's called To the Lake, and it's about a epidemic that's killing people, and what they have to do is they're fleeing. It's a little. I is said to Casey, it kind home? of no, because you know it's not as bad as that. The, people get this and then they die like four days later. Oh, you know, it's is like it the good? zombie thing. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. To the lake, to the lake. Okay, it's a Russian and Russian show filmed in. Mo- so we go to Moscow and the hinterlands of uh, Siberia or something. But oh.